So it has been a minute since I talked with you guys last. So much has happened. MLB lockout, NFL regular season coming to an end, and college football bowl season is almost up. Let's get straight into it. So um, we're going to start off with the NFL, toss, toss around the pigskin for a minute. Um, we are in week 17, the former end of the season, but this year we have one more week of football, one more week of some minor excitement, some could say. Um, 11, 11 seeds, I think, have been wrapped up. 11 of the uh, 14 playoff um, seeds have been wrapped up. Three are yet to be wrapped up. Um, so we'll go through that for you guys. Um, in the AFC, we have the number one seed, the Tennessee Titans, with an 11-5 record. They are tied with the number two seed, Kansas City Chiefs, but based on their head-to-head record, the Tennessee Titans get the uh, they get the tiebreaker, and so then shaping up the rest of the AFC at the third spot, you've got the Cincinnati Bengals who put on a absolute clinic against the Kansas City Chiefs. It was it was a really back and forth exciting game to watch, but just like the connection between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase was absolutely it was poetic it was beautiful it was just amazing to see Cincinnati Bengals they're a real football team so then at the fourth spot you've got the Buffalo Bills who are favored to win the AFC East but um the New England Patriots they're at the fifth spot they still have a chance to um get the to get the AFC East division crown it's just they have the same record it's just um, if Buffalo wins their next game, they get the division. If New England wins and Buffalo loses, then New England gets the division. So then at the sixth spot, you have Indianapolis Colts, powered by Josh Taylor. They're 9-7. and seven. The seventh seed is the Los Angeles Chargers, and then the eighth seed is the Las Vegas Raiders. And then, of course, you have the ninth seed at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um... I, I can I can hardly see the Steelers making a run for the like I don't see them making a playoff push this year. I mean like they can, but it's gonna be come down between the Chargers and the Raiders for sure because it, it would have to be magical for the Steelers to make it in. They'd have to win tonight, win next week, and I think the Colts would have to lose, and that's just a very difficult thing to happen like that's so much for uh for that to come together i think the ravens are the they're the only other team in the afc that um have a chance at the postseason other than the raiders steelers and ravens are the only other teams on the outside looking in remaining and they would have to win next week and then the colts would have to lose i believe and then the steelers would have to lose along the way um and so the AFC is kind of wrapped up. It's not quite the biggest game next week is the Sunday night football game, which will be between the Chargers and the Raiders. You win, you go into the playoffs, you lose, you stay home. And um, the Colts are not, they don't have it locked up, but they practically will if they can just win next week. Although it was kind of shaky. Everybody was drinking the Indianapolis Colts Kool-Aid. It was quite um, easy to believe in them. They were just... Riding high on Josh Taylor, and then this past Sunday against the Las Vegas Raiders, 
way we're reminded why the Colts aren't a higher seed because they have Carson Wentz playing the quarterback position. And they fumbled to a team who has Derek Carr, who is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. But um, Derek Carr, I, I definitely thought the Colts should have won that game despite uh, despite Carson Wentz being their quarterback. Like that, honestly, they've been doing it every other week. It's just the Raiders. They should have won. But they ended up losing. And so it's going to be very interesting these last week for just the AFC, I guess. And it's really only the bottom of the AFC, AFC playoff race. So we'll see how interesting it gets. And then in the NFC, practically everything's wrapped up. The number one seed is locked in. The Green Bay Packers have it. Uh, that means the NFC will have to go through Lambeau Field. And that is a very hard thing to do, especially when you're playing Aaron Rodgers in his back-to-back MVP season. Like he, uh, There's a very strong case for Aaron Rodgers to be the MVP again. And uh, I think I saw something earlier. I'm pretty sure... The Packers are undefeated at home this year. And then we're getting into January, and it's like you're going to have to go through Green Bay. It was 10 degrees last night. It was 10 degrees when they were playing the Vikings. And then you're going to have to play teams that either play in an indoor stadium or play in warm weather. The Los Angeles Rams... They play in SoFi Stadium. They play in an indoor stadium. Tampa Bay, they play in an outdoor stadium. Dallas, indoor. Arizona, indoor. Um, San Francisco is on the fringe. They might end up getting knocked out of the playoffs, but they're kind of in a warm area. Philadelphia, they're in a cold area. Outdoor field, cold area. But you, you can't argue... Phil, Philly doesn't have isn't going to be affected, I guess, by the cold of Green Bay necessarily. But if they're playing Green Bay, Green Bay versus Philly, I don't think you have to rely on just the um, just the home field advantage aspect of the game. I think Aaron Rodgers can wrap up Philly and put a nice little bow on it. Um, New Orleans is the only team that is on the outside looking in. They could perhaps move up and knock San Francisco out. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think, I yeah, I just think San Francisco is practically going to be in. Um, then the only other options for change this week are, of course, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose and then the Dallas Cowboys win, then the Dallas Cowboys would be the third seed if... LA loses and Arizona wins, then Arizona would be the NFC West division winners. And then I guess if if Dallas lo- wins, they have an opportunity to go up. If they lose, they stay where they are. If they win and Tampa Bay loses, they move up. If they win and Tampa Bay or LA lose, Tampa Bay and LA loses, then Dallas could go up to the second seed again, which would be kind of interesting. But um, that's kind of wrapping up the football aspects. I'm, if there's any games I thought were really interesting this past weekend, 
Um, I was taking a plane, so I wasn't able to watch too many of the games. One thing, very interesting, you've probably already heard about it, Antonio Brown. Um, Tampa Bay was losing this game the entire way. They were losing this game practically the start of it. Um, and Antonio Brown chucks his jersey. Um, he throws his gloves, his shirt into the crowd, and then he just starts running around on the field like a somebody who's streaking the field. Like, that was one of the craziest things I heard this weekend was, like, this is Tampa's last guy. They've got Chris Godwin out, and they got Mike Evans out. This is the last guy. They've got Rob, I guess, still in. But, like, you lost Antonio Brown, and that was, like, I mean, I guess Mike Evans is back. Mike Evans is back. But you lost Chris Godwin, and that's a very big loss. And then you lost Leonard Fournette. And then, um, but you still lost Antonio Brown, who was a great wide receiver. When he was with Pittsburgh, he was on pace to make the Hall of Fame. I was, when this is, I was thinking back when he was with Pittsburgh, this all said and done, he could end up as one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. But now, he has gone downhill very fast. And I guess we'll see what the future holds with Antonio Brown. Another big thing is um, Titans wash the floor, wipe the floor with Miami. Patriots um, just remind us how bad Jacksonville was. Um, Rams have an amazing comeback against the Ravens, which it was with their backup quarterback, but they still came back against the Ravens. Um, Cardinals beat the Cowboys. That was a very big um, win for the Cardinals. That was like a get-right win for them. They needed that. Um, and then, obviously, Green Bay beat the Vikings to lock up the number one seed. Um, so now let's talk about MLB lockout. Not too much I know about this MLB lockout. And it's kind of frustrating. I wish I really knew what was happening because, like, they... I don't think there's been any news. I don't think, like, it's... It's just a very frustrating thing as a fan to watch... Like, they don't have to have a lockout. They This is a very optional lockout, very MLB-forced lockout. Um, they could, the MLB and MLBPA could meet without having a lockout. And then we could still get free agent signings, we could get trades, some news, and then we could get um, players warming up for spring training, which is really soon. Spring training is about to happen. Um it's very, it's a very real possibility we're going to lose games. I think we will. I think we'll lose games. And that is a sad thing for the MLB. But um, it's just something that's going to happen. I we're, It's very hard for me to see that we're not going to lose games because we're already very close to the um, 
Uh, spring training. Spring training happens at the end of February, February 26th. Um, that is in uh, like eight-ish weeks, I guess. Um, yeah, no, I, I think we'll lose games. And then um, what else do we have to talk about today? College football. Um, yeah, college football. Um, so there's obviously the college football playoffs, and there's the New Year's Six Bowls, which we'll probably talk about today. Um, so here, we'll start off with the New Year's Six Bowls. Um, so I went to one of the New Year's Six Bowls. I went to the Oklahoma State-Notre Dame fan, game, myself being a Notre Dame fan. I enjoyed the first half. The first half was one of the most exciting games I've ever been to. It was, like, I we sat in this section with Notre Dame fans. Go, Irish, go. go like, they're like, let's go, Irish, let's go, Irish. Amazing. And we scored a touchdown. Oklahoma State blitzed us, threw it to our backup running back because our starting declared for the draft. He didn't start. Um, and he ran like 50 yards to score the touchdown. Amazing. Uh, like One of the best touchdowns I've ever seen. After the second half, we couldn't score to save our lives. Our lives. Um, and Oklahoma State just started like crawling their way back in. Crawling, crawling, crawling. And then they gave us opportunities after opportunities in the fourth quarter. Here's a fumble. Here's a punt. We couldn't score until a minute left in the game. We scored a touchdown. We went up to kick an onside kick. Um, and what happens most times when you kick an onside kick? The other team successfully um, gets the ball. And so it didn't work for us. But that's usually how it goes with onside kicks. So we ended up losing the game. Oklahoma State won it. They deserved to win it. They stuck in the game even after going down like 28-7. So then the second um, New Year's Six Bowl is Ohio State against Utah. This game looked like it was Utah's game from the very get-go. Um, and then just like Oklahoma State, Ohio State started – Crawling their way back into it. They crawled their way back into it. Um, and then came down to the right, very end, the wire. Um, Ohio State kicked the field goal to win it at the in the waning seconds. I think there was like five seconds left when they kicked the field goal. Um, and the kicker waved the um, Utah. Like some Utah player came around, tried to block the kick, missed it. And the Ohio State kicker just waved them goodbye. And um, that was very, uh, very taunting. I liked it. I liked that he did that. That was, um, I like emotion in sports. And so I was, I started laughing when I saw that. And then um, they like kicked the ball down the field, like did the kickoff down the field and like the clock ran out. And then it goes Baylor Ole Miss for the next uh, New Year's Six Bowl game, 
and it was um, Baylor's game. They scored first and second quarter, then Ole Miss scored in third, and like it was a very tight game. The end score, the box score says twenty one seven, but it was a very tight game. I sh- like remember seeing seven seven for the longest time, and then um, just wondering who would give first, and it, yeah, uh, Baylor ended up winning that one. I wasn't paying attention too much to the Baylor Ole Miss one. I paid more attention to the Utah Ohio State and Oklahoma State Notre Dame, and then we've got the day before the New Year's Six Bowl, um, is the college football playoffs. Alabama Cincinnati. Um. I, uh, like, Cincinnati is the Cinderella underdog story, the Cinderdog. Like, it is the, they, you can make the argument that they didn't deserve to be there, and they did. It was just a very interesting matchup between Cincinnati and Alabama. Some, if you asked me three, four years ago, hey, like, who do you think should be in the playoffs? It's Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, um, or, like, Clemson. And then, um, like, maybe FSU for a little bit there. And then... Um, but it was, like, the perennial teams that you would choose from to go to the, to go to the playoffs. So it was nice to see Cincinnati be there. It was nice to see... Cincinnati play Alabama. The idea of it was nice when the when the whistle was blown. The when the first kickoff happened like Alabama. This was Alabama's game, so Alabama won that one twenty seven six, and then Georgia played Michigan. This was a complete domination of Michigan by Georgia thirty four eleven final score, and Georgia just toyed around with them the entire game. It was kind of boring to watch. To be honest, we, um, yeah, it was not tight at all. Um, and so then, next Monday, on January 10th, one week from today, you got Georgia against Alabama. This game's happened so far this year. SEC Championship. Let's, uh, remind ourselves how that went. Um, uh, but I... Even though it went very poorly for Georgia, I I think Georgia. If you want my opinion, Georgia wins this one. Georgia wins this one. Forty-one twenty-four in favor of Alabama for the last time they met up in the SEC championship game. But I do think Georgia's gonna win this one. It's obviously like Georgia just was rolling through opponents, haven't faced a real real Alabama-caliber opponent, because there was only one Alabama, real Alabama-caliber opponent this entire season. Met Alabama, got stopped in their tracks, and now they're facing them again. I think Alabama's going to do really well. But we'll see. Um, And so that is kind of going to wrap it up. Oh, one other thing um, I want to talk about is the Winter Classic. I love the Winter Classic. I love the Winter Classic. I grew up with the Winter Classic. Any hockey fans um, listening will know that I 
um, or that, or that like Doc Emmerich commentating the Winter Classic was just a piece of art, just a piece of art, and um, Crosby's uh, shootout goal was amazing, and so it's just always a tradition to watch the Winter Classic for myself, and this one got down to negative nine, negative nine degrees. And, um, so it was a very fun game to watch. Let me, I think I speak on at least behalf of most hockey fans. I hate TNT. I hate TNT's coverage of the Winter Classic. It's not a fun game to watch when TNT covers it. I loved it so much more when it was on NBCSN or NBC. That was... Maybe there is something a little bit about Doc Emmerich. I know even if he was, like, even if it was still NBCSN, Doc Emmerich wouldn't be there anymore because he retired. But, like, it was just better. Better when Doc Emmerich was commentating and better when it was on NBCSN. TNT, I think, has ruined it. And it's just not exciting for me to watch. might be exciting for you to watch, but it's not exciting for me to watch. So for that, like, I'll still always watch the Winter Classic because it is a tradition for me, but I just won't enjoy it as much as I used to. But it's still good hockey. Um, Jordan Cadreau, two goals, two assists, one period. The second period, he scored two goals and two assists. What's that about? Like, He just absolutely went off in that game. Vladimir Tarasenko scored a goal. Kirill the Thrill Kaprizov scored a goal and two assists. And that's obvious, um, but it was just, it, it was kind of, like, boring from the entertainment standpoint of, like, I don't think TNT covers the game well, but it was fun to watch anyways because I love hockey, and it's the Winter Classic. It's always nice. It was held in Target Field, Twins stomping grounds, so it was fun. Minnesota Twins had good jerseys, but, um... Just to recap, good week ahead of us in um, week 18, but we're mainly just waiting for the playoffs, and that's going to be fun. And then um, MLB lockout, we're still waiting for news there. And then Georgia, you can book it, is going to win against Alabama, and that's obvious. And then the Winter Classic was fun. And the New Year's Six Bulls were very exciting this year. Uh, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, very good first half. From my standpoint, Notre Dame was painting fences in the second half against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State ended up winning. Ohio State, Utah, very good game all around. And then Baylor, Ole Miss, kind of boring, but also kind of fun because it was just a tight game the entire time. But that is all for right now. This is my kind of episode back in a way for a while. For a while, I went there. Um, and I hope to make an episode soon. But for now, see you guys.